Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 99, boys. We're on 99 now, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to try something different. I'm actually not going to have intro music this time. I'm just going to jump right into the conversation because uh, I feel like that's just better because I've been listening to more podcasts lately, especially since we I drove up to Minnesota and whatnot. And honestly, I don't like podcasts that have like music intros that are too long. <laughs> And so I'm like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to try cutting those. I like when it just hops right into conversation. Like if I want to listen to music, I'm going to listen to music. I, you know, I, I don't need that. Um, like I've, I'm not going to name the podcast, but I was listening to one and it was seriously like a 45 second song in the beginning. I'm like, just get to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, it has been a couple of weeks since all three of us were in a podcast together. Uh, last week, we released um, the interview I had with uh, Spirit of Wolf Shamans, if you guys actually even noticed that. But I released it on Wednesday. Uh, that was episode 98. And that's the full interview uh, with uh, Spirit of Wolf Shamans, uh, which I released the video last week as well. And so, yeah, that's out there. If you guys want to listen to it, it's, I think, an hour and a half long, uh, the full interview with them. Uh, and then we got 99 today. And then we're still not sure what we're doing for 100. But we're almost there, which is crazy. Yeah, we don't plan things at all, ever. <laughs> we're not professional. We're more free now. You know, we used to plan <laughs> so much, but now we're just like, we're free. Yeah, we're all like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, you know, we our, our conversations are a little bit more genuine now that we don't have like these massive, like these plans or whatnot. Like, obviously, we still want guests and stuff, but I don't know. I feel, I, I've, I've enjoyed our more casual podcast lately. I hope they oh, are. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Most of the time, that's how podcasts should be. It's very much casual and free-flowing and you know all that good stuff and forgive my voice everybody i'm coming off of being sick so oh, i'm drinking that pedialyte i wish i had some more of that right now did you drink it all oh dude i slammed it for those who don't know pedialyte is like the magical voodoo of juices if you ever have any sort of illness trust me or if you're exhausted from working out or anything like that pedialyte working on your body awesome. yeah pedialyte's absolute amazingness God, I've never liked Pedialyte because it's so salty. Is it salty? I, every, every time I take, every time I try to drink, it's just so salty. I have to force myself to drink it. I, I was uh, seriously looking for some last night because honestly, after working the bar, like my legs were just so sore, <laughs> and I was like, I need to go get some of this Pedialyte, Ian, because I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them, but like, hey. <laughs> dude, That's I will cool. say like. Like, I hope the audience respects that we don't, like, do ads. Because, like, again, I was listening to more podcasts. And, like, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast is really good. But they have three ad breaks per 45-minute episode now. Yeah, I'm like, like Joe Rogan. I'm Joe like, Rogan's what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, like, literally money. one after another. But yeah, because, like, I know Joe Rogan stuff is, like, dude, some of his advertisements are almost, like, a minute and a half, like, two minutes long, depending on which one it is. Like, I was, like, homie. I get it. <laughs> Got to make You're... that big bucks. Dude, there's a lot of money in advertisement. Honestly, I just, I start like Podbean is just kind of weird to figure out. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I just don't want to waste the time figuring it out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, but anyway, so today's topic is uh, we're going to talk about ritual and the evolution of ritual wrapped into the fact that uh, Ian and I last week were at Highlung. And then uh, last year, Caleb saw Highlung around this time for the first time as well. And so we're going to kind of talk about uh, the experience of seeing Heinlung live, uh, but also the theme of the weekend for us after we saw it um, at our gathering, our retreat up there was ritual and, and practicing and, and talking about ritual. And I know many of us have been talking about these crazy rituals we want to do now. So I just want to kind of, you know, share with the audience here what we have in the works, what we're kind of thinking about. And then, of course, uh, 
letting Ian talk about Highlung now. So Ian, just go for it. Yeah. How how how, how was Highlung for you? Honestly, like I'm I I think we talked about this. I mentioned it last night when we were gaming, and I was just like, it it's still it feels like it didn't happen. Like it it, it was such a it's such a surreal experience for me right now that I'm just like, did I really like see Highlung? Like, did that really happen? Like that's been like the way that my brain has been processing. It almost feels like this, uh, this like not forbidden knowledge, but like this. I don't know. It just feels like it was just all a dream. Yeah, like it and, existed in a different world. Yeah, and so like being in like the normal world and trying to function and then like trying to recollect and think about it. But then like I see, you know, like either I hear like some of the songs, or like. Like at the over the weekend, like obviously we were playing a lot of high long and just a lot of music in general. But like every time one of the songs that was played during the performance came on, I was just like, "Oh, I'm back!" Like I did see this. This was real. This did happen. Um, no, yeah, I I like how you said it was a life changing experience, and then yeah, Darius and I both said that you undersold it. So because that was very accurate. Like it it I, nothing in any sort of performance that I I will probably ever see ever again, unless it's them again, will probably compare. Like unless some other like super group comes up out of nowhere, which I just don't see happening within the next for a while. Uh, yeah, nothing is ever going to top that in a performance. Both like mainly, obviously, spiritually, mostly, but like also just the music wise and just I don't know, man. It's hard to describe. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was life changing. So, Caleb, do you remember your first reaction last year? I, I don't know if we talked. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I mean, again, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Well, um, let's give everyone a refresher. How, how did you feel after your first high long show? Last I mean, year? it's very much, very much like how Ian was describing it. Um, I mean, I still stand by the thing of like, I don't think that there, I don't think that there's a, a live performance you can go and see. Uh, other than, you know, maybe some, you know, other rituals that you would go to from people that have, you know, practiced for much longer than you have that could or would top it. Um, I don't know. I will it's just, say, it's, you it's know, a very surreal thing. Last year, our Odin ritual at Yule was pretty banging. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I feel that's definitely the ritual I feel the most proud of, I think, that I've ever done. And, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I don't know about you, but yeah, it was just like, I feel like that ritual was like so much work and it really paid off uh, the, the overall feeling for everyone involved. I don't know. I honestly, like as far as like a, co- a cohesive ritual that was planned out and was formulated very much. That one is probably the, one of the best ones that I've been a part of um, as far as the planning and everything. But the one that I'm the most, that myself, I'm the most proud of is like the, the beast of Odin thing. And it's like, not that, not that it like it went to plan, but the fact that I was able to figure out what I did, you know, what I needed to do for the beast without any real knowledge of it. I just figured it out off of just following gut instinct. And then after I finally like met Niels and talked to him, it ended up being right along the same sort of lines that uh, historically, uh, historically they did. I think, I think like for people who are, who are very spiritually active or connected um i feel like we have a obviously i think had a much different different experience to those who just listen to high lung because they enjoy the music because there was obviously like that you know that 
uh, no, I'm just thinking know, about the one dude. Just like I'm so yeah. excited. This I love their Roman esque music or whatever he said. Yeah, exactly. Roman esque. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was, so yeah, like that's Last cool. so, like, proto German from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> like you could you could clearly tell. I mean, obviously, like with our group, that everybody was way in it. Like most of us were just not on that level of existence you know we were not we were there but we weren't there you know and all like everybody got hit by a different part of it in a different way uh, on like various spiritual levels and then obviously like i feel like because of that like i feel like it just adds that deeper connection and appreciation for what high lung does and obviously like us as leaders within the community it like pushes us to expand and challenge ourselves to dive deeper with rituals or our own spiritual practice in some form or another it's like man there are so many different times where i was just like i want to keep my eyes open because i'm enjoying like the visual performance of everything but like the drumming and the singing i was just like no nah, bitch close your eyes and go wander like it happened to me so many times. I was just like, okay, I'm swaying. And I guess that's why closed. the music is, uh, you know, you can listen to the music later. You know, that's kind of why it exists. Because I had, the, I had the same thing. I was like, maybe I'll close my eyes and see if I get any, like, you know, crazy stuff. Because I'm experiencing this right now. But then, like, 10 seconds in, I'm like, but I feel better because I'm missing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a constant struggle for me. And I was just like, at some points, I was just like, I'm not going to fight it. And I just let it happen. But, yeah, I definitely had that uh regularly happening to me where i was just like oh no i'm gone there i go again and just like, like and then there i am swaying so eyes closed and doing whatever caleb to make you jealous so i mean obviously you've seen the pictures and stuff we did get front row like literally oh god like we, we could lick their sweat if we wanted to <laughs> like you, you you did i mean babushka did i saw that picture. okay okay so yeah just for our audience and and you know to fully tell you the story uh caleb so one thing i highly recommend going to high lung with a group and vibing hard because when you mm -hmm. vibe hard they vibe with you and you know this isn't just us being starstruck this is straight up like maria walks over looks at blade is singing at him and then a warrior grabs blade and basically just like starts like shaking him like a madman and blade i just i hear blade through the music going yeah <laughs> he was just freaking out as this like warrior was just like you know there's no other way to describe it than titty fucking him there's no other way <laughs> like he straight up was just shaking him blades screaming his face is covered in black paint now and then i'm trying to like get a video of it because i'm like i gotta relive this man and as i'm like pulling on my phone i feel my hand get grabbed by like a greasy hand i look over and there's another warrior and i'm like uh oh and then he's just like like points up and i'm like oh he's wanting to like get, oh okay and then i'm like helping this guy get up and then like we're helping him crowd surf and then the other guy crowd surfs over brett blade like it was nuts man and you know and that just goes to show you that like we were vibing like you're not going to crowd surf unless, unless the crowd is into it um because at of the three shows i've been to they've only crowd surfed at one of them um and so and if you look at any performances like that are just seated like it's reserved seating they typically don't do it because there's all the chairs but as long as there's like just ground they typically do do it as long as the crowd's in it um and i think it also depends on the the venue as well but dude god yeah and the fact that we were close enough to where like man i locked eyes with all three of them multiple times like, dude it felt that that was weird I felt unworthy at various points. I felt like I was staring 
into the eyes of a being that I should not be staring into the eyes of that being. And I'm mainly referring to Kai because that really fucked with my head a lot. Like that, dude, I, for one, I was just shocked that like, because like, yeah, like we were so close. Like I am a tall person. And I was fully up against the bar of like where I was in front of the stage and just slightly leaned over and extended my arm fully. Like I could have easily touched the stage like yeah. without any effort. And so like that is maybe like from where I was actually standing was I, you know, at any given point, I was within like 10 feet of like Chris or Kai, depending on and Maria, whenever they would move closer to where we were at, like on that side of the stage. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, I started to notice it with Chris. Oh, dude, anytime like Chris at, was just staring at us the whole time because he was right in dude, front of us. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, our theory is since he kind of controls how long things go on, like he was kind of gauging based on us. Like, again, maybe that's just us like fan, you know, fanboy and fangirling, but like legitimately he was just staring at us like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. There was like the first time that like I locked eyes with him, I was just like, okay, no, I can't. And then I was like, <laughs> I kept looking and I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go for it. And so like, there was a good solid, like two minutes where like i was the two of us were just like zeroed in on each other i felt like and i was just like we're here brother we're here we're, this is happening right now yeah i mean honestly like, like full send. As, as deep as deep in as uh trances you know maria kai and uh chris get into it i mean and as as much as they are uh you know i'm, I'm assuming that they that they would sense the energy and they would you know they would Oh, they had to. You know, they would they would be able to tell because they've done it so much. I mean, and you've got people. You had y'all had what nine, twelve people, seventeen. Okay, wow, I did not realize. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So y'all had seventeen people that were having a very deep, powerful spiritual experience, and so I'm sure that that right there, like all that energy was drawing him to y'all, just from that. Like it was, dude. It was nuts. Yeah, especially like when Kyle like walked up like close to us and like obviously like jacob and i i saw like i saw you look at him too and like i remember seeing you like take that photo that you ended up getting of him and i was just like dude we both just locked eyes with this man and i feel like we're we both feel dude i still like, like i was recording a video too so i have like that video. Okay. and dude i like oh, I'll, we'll go back and watch that video i'm like it haunts me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like as soon as like i could see because the light caught just right at that particular moment and i was just like i see his eyes why do I feel like it's well, like staring through my soul right now? And to roll this back into less of just like a, a you know, a gushing over the concert, because it is yeah. amazing. And be front row. Like, seriously, get there early. Ian, you want to say that for me since you didn't believe Listen, me? Listen, I, I gave you your one and only time of me telling you that you were right. You're not getting <laughs> it again, especially for, you know, thousands of people that listen. No, we that. were only there like two and a half, three hours early. Like, we weren't there no, extremely wow. early. Yeah, Dude, when we went to Red Rocks, we were there what four or five hours early. Yeah, and there was still already a line started. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, this is also Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ian, but, you okay. can't say that anymore. You've already <laughs> said I was right. Take that. That was your argument before. It's over. It's over. That was a packed <laughs> venue. <laughs> there was literally people them. just like hanging on the upper railings because there was no room. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I did actually get surprisingly packed after like. Dude, they cleared that some bitch out fast too. Like, I was yeah, surprised. I was I think it was only like 15 minutes and it was empty and they were like, get out. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, now, as far as like the, the trance state and then like the visor and stuff like that they wear, and that's kind of why is because, you know, especially even a ritual practice, like when we do it and we have the visors and you get in that trance state, that's kind of one of the effects is like, if you actually match the eyes of the someone behind it, it's like, there's stuff going on beyond that visor. And it's just like, they might not even recognize you exist, you yeah. know, like it's kind of weird. Like if, unless you've ever used one to get into a trance to assist you, you don't really get it. But like, you just get like this thousand yard stare but you're like thousand yards staring into like Helheim, you know, or Midgard or wherever. And yeah. so, you know, you match, get into someone's frame of view. It has a pretty powerful effect. And I noticed that again at like the Odin ritual last year at Yule is, you know, occasionally I would look up, like I would just like bring my gaze up and I would lock eyes with somebody and I would see them go like, like sit back. Like, oh my gosh. And they were, they would just start like trying to look around to somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It's, it was nutty. It was absolutely nutty. And like the one thing I love from like, I know we we definitely talked about this like over the weekend was um, just how there was so many like various elements all working together throughout like their entire, obviously every single one of their songs throughout the entire performance, like there was always some something going on that was would most likely put somebody into like a, a, uh, I don't know, like, would keep somebody's focus on the a, a particular thing that might nothing. How the fuck can say this now? There was just a lot of elements and layers to create yeah. a certain effect. Yeah, and so like, even if say you weren't vibing with how like maybe Kai was doing something at that during one of those performances, like, or it's like one of the ones where he's literally just like sitting down, like cross-legged in the middle of the thing, just like sitting there, like singing. You have the dancers, you have Maria, you have the drummers that are like just absolutely getting into it you have chris doing all sorts of crazy things up in the front with like a various amounts of like instruments and stuff that he has at his disposal and so like there's always something going on that is that will keep you like into it and i really appreciated that plus dude. one of the dancers bewitched me and so that was also really funny dude like that uh one caleb one of the like craziest things we saw is like mm -hmm. Kai at one point straight up just hawked a massive loogie. <laughs> like, oh, God, he, yeah, that was funny. right there. And like, you could tell from like the throat singing, he had to like clear his throat. And he just like walked to the front of the stage, was just like, <laughs> like locked this massive <laughs> fucking flim. I'm like, get a fucking bottle, save it. <laughs> we gotta save it. Man, that one song, what was it? Uh, Spawn Run with the arrow. Dude, that I was that nuts. Hit. So we were like on brain. a speaker, Caleb, like literally like on like on this on this thing. And oh. so Spawn Ron starts with an arrow like a mm -hmm. and we didn't know what song was coming up next. And so we're just kind of, you know, chilling like it went dark and all of a sudden you just hear the <laughs> like we're all like I think all of us like we're taking it back like, oh, Dude. Whoa. It, was, it felt like the equivalent of probably what it's like to be hit in the face with an arrow. Like yeah. that's that went straight to my skull because like I was sitting there just watching Chris. I was just like, because like, he started to like he just stood there with his mat, like one of the mallets was raised up, and then I was just like, what song is coming? And like in my head, I was trying to like figure it out, and then like it was with the, I was just like, oh no, I think I know what it is. And like as soon as I was like, oh, I think I know what it is, he just dropped that that mallet and yeah it was just like that and all of a sudden i was just like oh big bright flashing light brain dead like oh my god I'm pretty, sure I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like i physically just like my head just went like this it was a thing I was, like dude, uh, I was doctor strange where they like like 
like hit his chest and he like gets knocked out. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt. That went because that song is for whatever reason that song has become like my like go to one of my go tos. Like if I want to get into a vibe, dude, that's the song I go. Do to. you think it's because I, of that the the concert? No, it's been like that before. Oh, already? Oh, damn. So you were like that's, double. That's, double yeah, that's, is, a, is an amazing song. That's why, like, yeah, that's why when it played, like, I was hoping that that was going to be, like, played and performed at the show. Like, I was really hoping for it. And that's why I was just like, as soon as I realized that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the song that's coming. And then when it did, I was just like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, Doctor Strange, my soul left my body. Like, <laughs> I was gone. Like, now, I do want to kind of talk oh, about like the nature of trance in general, because this is something I've been debating for a while, because I'm by no means an expert in it, uh, you know, and I find that I'm still not always par- like able to get into one. Uh, it's just like always that thing. And I would say like the trance you kind of enter at High Lung is very different because, you know, it's not like you're sitting there like seeing things or getting intense visuals, but it's like a body experience because Ooh. it's releasing your body. And I feel like if you really are able to connect with what they're doing, you know, by the time Hamir or Hippier comes on, your body is completely free and you're just dancing like a madman. And my gosh, we were. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt bad because I noticed that I kept I kept stepping on this poor woman's foot behind me because like I was just getting with it and like jumping. It was like you, I think it was you and me were started like jumping. Oh, dude, we were like all other. holding each other, just like oh. yeah. It was like me, you, and Darius, <laughs> like in a line, and I felt my heel just constantly catching this girl's toes, and like she kept like I don't know why she didn't just move back, you know, because uh, there was plenty of space for her to like step back at that point, but like I don't know, she just stood there for a good like four or five like jumps of me crushing her foot and then she finally like moved away enough to where like i, I mean like crushing her in the moment like i don't even know like someone could have whacked me in the face and i don't even know if oh I yeah it, you know yeah that's fair i i did i felt bad because i was like as soon as like the first jump i was like oh that's somebody's foot my bad and then i kept feeling it. i was just like <laughs> oh i'm crushing this woman. it's just like you oh, know so, <laughs> a few people to the right of us were trying to start a mosh and not a mosh vibe no nah, like no nah. nah. i've been in i've been in. It, it's I've not been in this moshes. isn't death metal this isn't yeah. thrash metal this is nothing like that yeah but there, i, I think, like three I or think four part of the reason started for sure i think part of the reason that like people would try to start a like a mosh pit there is because for whatever reason like i, I noticed this last time i went to to red rocks it's like there's a lot of people from the metal scene to get drawn towards high lung and i don't understand why but there's some like remember like looking at i can't remember if it was uh on spotify or what it was but there was like uh all these like it, it was one playlist oh, 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 they had high long songs mixed in there with some like scandinavian metal right they weren't exactly like pagan it wasn't exactly like pagan or uh, like mythology based but you know it was just an odd playlist but i guess that's where some like that's well, if you actually look at the record label of Season of the Mist, the vast majority of Season of the Mist is death metal. Like, is oh, like really? hardcore Viking metal, death metal, pagan metal, black metal. Like, it's m- m- primarily metal almost all the way. And so, Honestly, Highline I didn't know the... what their, uh, their their label was, I'll be honest. Yeah, Season of the Mist is a massive label, but it's like, I think Highline is one of the biggest bands they have on there. Um, I, I like, oh, I looked at their website once and I think they have over 100 bands on that label. And almost oh, all of them are like death metal. And so, season the mist promotes that kind of stuff so i think highland kind of just gets roped in with those things because of the record label but also it has like the guttural like 
noises and stuff yeah. like that that you know yeah. a like, thing. one of the major yeah because like one of the major like festivals that Heilung always performs at yearly is castle fest and that is like a huge european like metal festival and it's oh. basically like our equivalent like the u.s equivalent of warp tour when that was still a thing mm. for the most part I, oh, warp tour. I feel the sweat raining down my back i know right? <laughs> And that's, you know, and I definitely wanted to add, and I know I've, I've mentioned this before in videos anytime I've talked about high lungs, you know, I have a pretty deep history with concerts and music because um, I used to do concert photography. So I've been to a ton of different shows, literally up for upstage, like in in the shit. And, you know, high lung is something truly different because, yes, like for any concert can have a mosh pit, any concert can have crazy fans, people losing their minds. But it's just the way in which they get you there is truly amazing. Uh, and it's it is truly something special. Yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree. As and also a avid, you know, concert goer. My youth, being the the youth, <laughs> being the the <laughs> mid two thousands emo kid that I still kind of am. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. There's it's a very different vibe. Very different way that they get people into it and like. Honestly, to some degree, I feel like they get people way more into it than other like standard performances for sure. Because I think it's this, it's, I feel like it's once you tap into that, that spiritual side of yourself, even if you're not necessarily like super spiritual, like there was one of the dudes that was behind that was kind of behind where I was. He's gone to my right. And I think it might have been the guy. No, the guy had only hadn't seen them yet, but it wasn't the guy that was talking about how they were Romanesque, but like. I no, because he was, he was over by Reagan, I think. Yeah, yeah. This guy was kind of behind, like, by uh, Darius and I. He was with the uh, one chick that had, like, almost looked like the Freya, like, feather pauldrons going. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of listening to him, like, them talking and stuff. And it was his first time going, or, like, and seeing them live. And it was her, like, second, I think. I think she had seen them last time they came around this area. Anyways, um he he was saying you know like he loves their music and everything like that and he's like i you know i'm excited to see like what is gonna happen you know or like what it's gonna be like experiencing them live he's like he was saying how he felt something just from listening to their music and i kind of overheard him talking about like if i'm you know he, remembering correctly he was saying how he is he was kind of getting into or interested into the more spiritual side of things Dude, I can tell you right now, that dude's in it now. <laughs> I, without like a shadow of a doubt, like I saw that dude. I happened to look at him one time, like throughout the like the, after he had kind of said that, and like it was we were deep into the performance at this point. And I remember like looking at him, homie was gone. He was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're in it, bro. Welcome to the club. <laughs> like, dude, I thought you were going to say that like Babushka just whips around one of the damn business cards. Like, oh, he would have, dude. <laughs> we had just oh, given him out, and he was just like, he was whipping them out to everybody. <laughs> Hit his little, his little chest pocket. Yeah, that was yep. so funny. Uh, I will yeah. say like one of the <laughs> I did think it was really cool because again you don't typically see this I mean most security guards are underpaid uh, so they don't care too much but typically they keep pretty pretty straight and narrow during like the actual performance because they you know need to keep an eye on things but there was a guy near us and like he straight up was just like watching the show while it was happening he was like I saw him go like fuck and then he like <laughs> got close to me and had his phone out and he was like taking pictures and after the show I talked to him and I was like man did you have any idea what this band was before they came 
And he was like, nah, he's like, I looked him up a little bit and I was pretty curious. And I was like, so how do you like it? And he was like, that was freaking crazy, dude. <laughs> oh, I know which guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the bearded guy. Yeah, the guy with the darker, darker beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, played him with that card. <laughs> <laughs> and Blade's like, oh, <laughs> with this black, oh. blackened face from the oil from the Highland Warrior. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised God, if there's an imprint of Blade's face on that dude's chest now. <laughs> Dude, the weirdest, the weirdest thing of like when we went and saw them at Red Rocks was like the fact that like right after the show and after that crazy experience, we go and we go eat somewhere, and I'm just like trying to understand like dealing with like actual society after that <laughs> oh dude that was us it was like it was like a whole like a whole gathering weekend but in like a four hour or five hour period yeah, yeah that was, it was rough us. we went to uh yeah we ended up going pretty to bar. Uh, yeah, a pretty pretty little diety bar the food was actually pretty bomb not gonna lie dude that that chicken tendy wrap was, was solid the tots were solid the tots were hot both in temperature wise and like details were it was just like the interior was just the most generic bar i've ever seen but yeah. it was the only thing that was open nearby uh but like yeah we walk in there and yeah blade has most of us have some form of like the war a warriors or multiple warriors paint on us in some fashion and like dude yeah no it was so funny like we walked in and people are immediately looking at us like what the hell but there's like 17 of us so we're like we yeah oh yeah but we roll <laughs> deep yeah it's like yeah oh man it was weird it was weird just being around yeah normal people and, after high long and know. red rocks is when uh, like we had to go to a you know the only place that was open nearby and it was twin peaks yeah, uh, Twin nice. Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what a Twin Peaks was. Oh, that was it. your first time. Oh my god, dude! That's so I was like, close. <laughs> yep. For those who don't know what Twin Peaks is, it's like Hooters but classier. And uh, they I don't were... know if I would call it classier, dude. Did uh, you yeah, like okay. if you would have seen the it's shorts debatable. on that on, on them girls? I don't know if I would have called it classy in the shirts. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's like the, the lumberjack version of Hooters. Yeah, yes. that's a better way of looking at it. Yeah. Oh. Dude, Ross was so drunk that night too. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that was your first time. Going like up. he ended up leaving like a hundred dollar tip for her, and I was like, oh, he fell for the trap of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cracks me up, dude. Yeah, that would have been a shock going from the super spiritual high lung show to uh I thought to, it was based uh, on the TV show. No, it's definitely not, dude. It's the equivalent of, yeah, like you said, Lumberjack Hooters. <laughs> oh, the Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks definitely represent something oh, else. <laughs> dude, that is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was definitely a weird transition. And I mean, again, just for us, I mean, luckily we were able to immediately go into, uh, you know, a gathering. We started a gathering with that. And so we were able to continue that vibe. And I know, like, we originally had intended it to be kind of intense, but, like, High Lung ended up being that intense thing. So we were pretty chill most of the weekend. But we still, I mean, we ended up performing, like, five rituals or something like that still. Yeah, or five, at least, yeah. offerings. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds right. Yeah. Maybe. My ritual I'm calling the Elf Spit ritual. Elf Spit, Nihilinia, your death ritual... Yep, the Logan's Kavasi ritual, and then the Kamlani. So yeah, yep. five rituals. Right. I mean, so we still ended up doing a freaking like a ton. <laughs> yeah, that's that's almost like a full on like gathering like weekend worth of stuff, like average, for the most part. Yeah, that's a decent amount of stuff. 
Yeah, and I will say that last night was pretty great with uh, Ayla's Kamlani from uh, Spirit of Wolf. Uh, and like the sky was completely clear and then there was lightning all around the perimeter of the sky still, even though it was a clear night. And yeah, like there was also and she also saw yeah. a bear. Yeah, we had a bear. That was a whole experience in and of itself that turned into a weird photo shoot. Do you want to talk about that photo shoot, Ian? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk about it then. So um, we, you know, Ian was in his ritual garb, and so he had a wolf pelt, and so it was just a wolf pelt with his shirt and then, you know, jeans. And we heard a bear, and we were like, well, we want to fire a gun off just to, like, to scare it off. And so we send Ian into, like, this little field, and he had his wolf pelt on his shoulder, shirtless, with his handgun, walking out into this field. I'm like, dude, it looks like he is about to fight this bear. <laughs> and then he pops off around, and then I'm, he starts walking back. And I was like, dude, we need to take some photos. <laughs> so we did, like, the quickest little photo shoot. It was so funny. Dude, I couldn't even, I couldn't even keep a straight face. Because you're like, go walk back, like, w- like, go back into it, and then, like, walk back, like like superhero mode or something <laughs> like that and i was just like okay and i took like i made it like three steps and i just busted up laughing because i people staring at you as you yeah i know it was weird <laughs> i was shocked that everybody was just vibing out there during that whole thing so i was like oh fair Naturally, you should probably go inside. Apparently, no. You can take it. Go out shirtless with a handgun and a wolf pelt and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah. That that part of me, I'm built different. I mean, whatever. It's an animal. But like everybody else, I was just like, why are you all still out here? But apparently, when you're pagan, you disregard animal safety <laughs> one thing we were able to do at red rocks that we couldn't do in minnesota is like i remember when i looked over at you caleb and was like dude take your shoes off oh <laughs> dude i thought of that too that that thought had crossed my mind of like damn i'm not gonna be able to do that but like i feel like because we were so close to the one the actual instruments themselves but then like also like that speaking that was floor right dude. like that floor was kind of like i don't trust that floor no, no, absolutely not. But like, I feel like the fact that we had that. Oh, I just thought right? a heroin needle on my feet, on my foot. <laughs> right. But yeah, like the oh, fact it was that we the had guy those... that was like oh, that Roman band. It was your needle. Huh? No. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we had those speakers basically like in our chests. Yeah, I don't think we needed to worry about not you know feeling anything because uh, we definitely felt that. Yeah. Oh goodness. One but thing I will say is. Um, you know, observing what they did, you know, and, and thinking about our own ritual practices. I really, you know, I've been really bad about smudging and, and doing things like that before rituals. And honestly, I want to get back to it because I do think watching they do it before every show. And, you know, and it's not just a high long thing. Smudging and cleansing a space has been part of pagan practices for years now, uh, if not hundreds and thousands of years. Maybe not necessarily with sage, but like still the idea of cleansing a space is actually very, very rooted in paganism. Uh, And that's something that even carried into Christianity, like Christianity actually has an entire thing about purifying oneself before doing things. Uh, And so this is a very ancient human tradition. So I I really want to start doing that before rituals again. Uh, And so I recently picked up, I believe I found blue sage, which is more sustainable and it's a little bit more local. So I picked up some blue sage and rosemary. Um, and so I'm going to bring that to the Ohio, uh, Sunhenge ritual. And I'm going to use that because there's just something about smelling it. It engages that sen- like that sensory, you know, the nose and you're just like, Whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, no, that's very fair. Cause like, 
for me, like personally, like I, I keep a thing. Um, if I ever get pulled over and a cop asks me like what's in the bag, that's gonna be really weird. But I have like white copal powder. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So like, if you know what white copal, really white... like straight weed. No, it looks like cocaine. It's oh. the white powder, <laughs> and I have it in like a Ziploc baggie. So, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was it was a bunch. It was Don't some extra. Over. I know it was it was extra that was given to me uh, a while a while back, and I used I've used it um, a few times to like clear uh, spaces. I think I used it at Wisconsin. I think you were like, oh, oh is that, that the stuff that like burns really good? Yeah, you throw it's yeah. The whole purpose of it is it's a like a cleansing thing of of an area within like your ritual fire, and so basically yeah, it's just this really it's this fine powder. You can get it in like the actual like rock chunks and like powder it yourself, but honestly, it's just easier to get it in like a powder that's already been like refined because it's way more like powdery that way um and yeah so like it it does basically the same thing as sage just not so much like obviously the smell or anything like that it's more of a yeah just like a purifying like aspect within that area i know like the first time i heard about it was actually the very first our the very first fall gathering that we had in kentucky and i think if I'm not mistaken, I think Casey had thrown some in one of the fires. Oh, yeah, I remember. Actually, in the video, I think you see her sprinkling something on the fire, and I think that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I had heard about it, and I had talked to her about it. And then, yeah, then somebody else from the community gave me uh, a bunch of it that they had that they had brought, that they were just like, I don't want to bring this back, so you can have it. And I don't remember who it was or, but, or what gathering it was. But, yeah, so, like, I had this this baggie of, of white couple powder, that I keep with me in, all, in my travel altar and stuff like that. So like, I'll throw it in, you know, kind of as in the same way as like sage, just like that purifying thing. Uh, something else that you can use that I found when I was doing, I was doing research on like, what would our, um, what would have like our predecessors used in like ancient Europe? Um, I was looking at like, if there are types of sage that grow there or not. And most of it was like, uh, from what I found, so you can actually use mugwort for a similar that's uh, uh the store i went to here thing. in town suggested mugwort hmm. yeah i i personally i I've, I've done it um not at any big rituals but i really i like how it works i like what it does and usually i'll mix it with uh, where we do so many things on or where we have so much you know native american stuff around here i've, I've mixed tobacco in with it so it's still uh cleansing and kind of giving like an offering to the, the surrounding area yeah i i definitely want to start basically making my own bundles and not having to rely on buying uh you know bundles of things anymore like that like like i'd rather either a grow my own sage which i was doing in new mexico when i was living there because it grew phenomenally you didn't grow any up there i didn't think it grew up that way uh up here i don't know i haven't tried yet but like I know blue, the Blue Mountain Sage grows into Kentucky, but that's basically where it stops, and so that's okay. one of the reasons I I, I kind of selected that. Yeah, because like I was growing, I was growing white sage in in New Mexico, and it stuff grew like weeds. It was amazing. Like I had a massive tall ass, several tall plant like plants of it. Um, I I had so much I was just like, oh, what do I do? With it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up ordering, you know, accidentally ordering two pounds worth. Um, 
but yeah so like yeah i want to i want to i want to start making my own bundles and things like that and like like what you were saying Caleb, like adding like my own element into it to make it that much more like one myself connected to that like connecting myself to that space even more and and just putting in like that little bit of extra effort into that cleansing process um and make different bundles for like very specific like rituals you know like if i'm about to do something like super big first day like hell or like winter is coming but you know so like i'm planning on doing something for scotty probably sometime soon here um probably in, in north central yule i think i'm planning on i'm gonna do a, a ritual for her and like i would like to do something you know make like a bundle specifically meant for her for that ritual so to speak and so i think i think yeah one obviously i think saging is it is obviously very important to do before and honestly like after rituals because that was the other thing i noticed that high long did that i don't think i've ever seen them do is that they they smudged again like at the end yeah did you they? open the space and then you close it they, they did the they did it at red rocks because they he came back out and everybody oh, started right, cheering because right. they thought that he was doing an encore and then he was just he was closing oh, space right. yeah because i've noticed like i mean I've, I've watched a lot of their live performances time and time again and like yeah as i've that like made me go i was like oh he's coming back out and staging again and like he did it with everybody like at with this show like everybody like lay back up in a circle and they basically went through like mm -hmm. like the beginning of the of the performance and like yeah closed it and then toss that willow branch that willow sprig yeah that happens to be my living room right now <laughs> <laughs> i say i like I, everybody i like how everybody's talking about like oh what are you doing with yours and like i'm gonna preserve it as best as i possibly can right now it is in a sealed jar dude honestly i put it in that black box and it hasn't changed yeah i have mine in, in one of my jars that i've usually brought for like like at like ritual ash and stuff like that but i'm gonna i'm gonna get something a little bit more fancy i think and stick it in there and do something with it and seal it and all that good stuff like part of me again was just like you know it's a temporary thing we should give it as an offering but i was like nah man <laughs> i'm keeping this some bitch <laughs> yeah. so y'all talking about making like sage bundles and stuff i never have tried to make a bundle i always just have like i have a bunch of like old like deer skull caps where it's just like mm. the brain cavity and yeah. I fill that full of my mixture with the, the mud pork tobacco and stuff. And I like that on fire. Like a, like a burner basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, you know me, I'm the bone guy and I'm like, I do the weird stuff. So I have to, you know, I have to keep on bringing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the weird, I'm, I do, I do the crazy stuff with the bones. So I had to, you know, I gotta have that. Here, well, oh, here. Light this bad boy up. We're going to see, let's, let's see how she does. Wait, is that one that you've made? <laughs> no, this is the one I, I just bought. Oh, oh, hey Jacob, gotcha. I thought of something that could work for the uh, the thing you were talking about before with the uh, the skull mask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know something that might that may work. It may we'll have to see how exactly if it'll work with the ritual you're wanting to do. But it's based off of an old Welsh tradition. Okay, no, that kind of works out because what we were talking about uh, the other night uh, with the ritual is we kind of want um, to do something like <laughs> on the side. It's for, for uh, Logan's ritual. Mm -hmm. for his uh gods of death bloat and we want to have myself or even you or whatever uh an animal mask like uh the old traditions to scare away the spirits yeah so that was kind of our thought behind it okay well hell i could i could bring george back out for that 
<laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You already um, have that bad boy. Yeah. All I'd have to do is hook it back up. I still have that same, uh, the same thing. I have to see if he's cool with being, being a mask again. Um, <laughs> for one thing, but the, I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's literally, it's a Welsh name and it's impossible to pronounce unless you know that dialect. Um, but it's, it, they do it around New Year's and it's like you have the skull and it's on a, it's, you have it on a stick and you've got this, um, it's like a blanket kind of thing. Um, but it's not, I'm not sure exactly like what it's made of or if the patterns that are on it are very specific or not. I've seen it a few times with some of the, uh, I think it's Badger King tattoo because they're very into the, uh, the ancient traditions of, uh, you know, the British Isles. Um, but basically they, they go around to people's houses and you have this thing like right here in front of you, like you hold it like this and then you have another stick that controls the mouth oh, interesting. and you go up, you go up to the, to the door. And if they, I can't remember if it's riddles or if they tell jokes or exactly what it is, but the, the person isn't able to come back with something or best the spirit, then they have to let the spirit inside and give it, give it drink. Oh, interesting. And then, and they go to each of the houses. It's a very old Welsh thing. It's been around for thousands of years. Um, but that may work. I'll see if I can if I can find some uh, some things about it for you. So we're closing in the final fifteen here, and I definitely want to talk about the evolution of ritual in general within pagan and heathen practices, because I think I, you know, and I've said this before, I like Highland really broke the seal um, as far as ritual practice, because I do, in my opinion, observing what was existing before Highland. It was a little stale, at least in the public sphere. It was a little, it was getting a little too Christian-y or at least a little too formal. Um, you know, especially you look at the Asatru like stuff from Iceland, it's very formal. And, you know, when I was first getting into this, you know, before I really got into Heilung and stuff like that, I was like, man, you know, what is this? This just looks kind of more like church, but with Norse gods. And, you know, and I just really couldn't seem to find anything. Like, obviously, like, you listen to Wardruna and it sounded cool. You know, there were some cool things that you could see from TV shows. But it's just like the ritual atmosphere is felt very stale. And then Highland comes in and starts doing these insane rituals with insane abilities and power to them. Um, you know, and obviously that's heavily influenced what we've done with the Fellowship of Northern Traditions is, you know, we have really been allowed to create I mean, really from the beginning, from day one, it's always been like, hey, let's try some weird and new things with rituals and see what happens. And sometimes things don't work, but other times we're really surprised by the results. And, you know, the conversation after Heilung was just like, how crazy can we get? Um, but, you know, going back to even respecting like, you know, the stories like the Welsh thing, like there is so much out there that we actually don't know. And that's something I'm really focusing on with the Wisdom of Odin as a YouTube channel now is finding the more obscure subjects, because I think in those you're going to find deeper religious practices, uh, you know, because there's just there's so many little cultural traditions that like exist for a reason. Um, and even if they're not like, you know, summoning the gods before you, they are still creating a connection to a deeper past. And I really think that's one of the things that, you know, Highland really stands for is that connection to a past that we were very quickly forgetting. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like, uh, it's funny that you said that about like some of the more like obscure or like ancient, you know, practices of different cultures and stuff like that. Because like, I remember Riley and I were having a pretty in-depth conversation about like the picks while we were at the gathering. Um, and just kind of like the stuff of the stuff that they did and like it's not a group that's necessarily talked about a lot because they kind of do anything exactly and so like find any like concrete information on them other than their 
uh, the inscriptions and ring, like, you know, stone monuments that they left. Yeah, them. they painted exactly. themselves. They like carving moons and boars. Yeah, basically. In a story. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it, like, it's like, to me, it's always is that about that, like, that thinking about, like, what, how they, you know, necessarily how they would have done things, but like, oh, yeah, how like they would have done things. And like, if anything, if I can pull something from that, if at all, you know, and bring it into a, a practice, whether it's a way well, of like. And that's why I'm going to actually get the Pictish crescent with broken arrow on my hand, because like I saw that symbol with my own eyes, touched the, I mean, I touched it, I ain't going to lie, I touched it. And, you know, I was just like, tell me your secrets, ancient stone. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I'm going to get this tattooed because, you know, it's like, to me, that's like showing that I want to learn more. Because uh, I mean, clearly some of my ancestry comes from Scotland. And so I'm really curious to learn more about the Pictish history. Yeah. And I feel like kind of diving into like, yeah, those, those lesser known and try to just grab anything and pull anything that we can from what we do know. Definitely. I feel like help will help us as individuals that do rituals and put these rituals on and everything. And just obviously within your own personal practice, like, dude, get like weird with it. Like, take a couple different things and like blend them together that are like similar enough and be like, okay, this group did this and it's similar to how this group did something. What if I take these aspects of it, put them together, you know, and what do I get? You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited, like I was singing Cinderella, <laughs> put them together and what do you got? Bippity boppity boom. So far you know? I like the smoke, the smell of the blue sage, but it's also like, I feel like it's burning out really quickly on me though. Yeah, I think that's sort of it's not as leafy. That. It's very sticky. Like there's, it's mostly like sticks. Yeah, yeah. You get that that dragon's breath vibe going on that I had with the sage, or the the death ritual. There I we did. go. Got a good cherry going now. There we go. Yeah, looking good now. There. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you may possibly be like you. I know that we've had some meads in the past that like they light up very well, almost like a liquor, and so possibly you could you could mix a little bit of that onto it not exactly make it wet but just kind of like it is an accelerant like you said mead well we've had meads in the past that they that they oh, take, just you know they shoot the fire about some meat. whiskey fire <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah do you guys have any final thoughts on like the evolution of ritual or you know what you kind of learned from highland before we close out i just want to go harder in the paint <laughs> that's basically because i know like you and i talked about it and obviously like i'm going a lot more towards some of the primal stuff lately it seems like and uh yeah i'm full sending that I'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get weird with it yeah get weird with it be safe but get weird with it listen i'm an adult don't tell me what to do be safe ian <laughs> Playing in spiritual traffic is my go-to thing. Okay, I like to see which I like to see which butts. Oh yeah, I forgot. Do. Ooh, I like to worship the wolf god. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound you sound like my little friend. Oh, okay, yeah. like what are you like? What are your ritual plans coming forward? I know you're working on something for North Carolina. Yeah the the biggest thing that I'm doing with the with the North Carolina thing is it's kind of it's similar to like the the Odin ritual that we did you know, back last year, you know, leading the warriors, uh, leading the, the war pack or whatever you want to call it. Um, one of the things that we're doing is uh, we're 
with the way that um, Keenan is preparing for it, he was actually going to be, he was originally going to hang from the tree and then we were trying to fight, figure out the logistics of it. And more than <laughs> likely he was going to end up having, he was going to have some uh, issues with like cutting off blood supply to certain parts of his body <laughs> right. were going, that were potentially going to be life-threatening. <laughs> and so now yeah. I, think he's, I think now he's going to be tied up to the tree, like tied up against it or something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think but... the last time what we had discussed, I don't know. He's talking to you since he's gotten back. What we had discussed at the gathering is having him between two fires, like Grimness Mall. Mm. Yeah, we talked about. He mentioned that, like for the actual ritual itself. Um, but uh, I know that he wants me to get everybody, everyone that's going to be a warrior during the ritual. He wants me to get everybody there during that last hour that he's wherever he is preparing. And that's where he wants me to get everybody into trance before we go down and do the ritual. Um, and then try not to forget the, the, the things that he wants me to call out <laughs> while I'm <laughs> taking the shit. <laughs> yeah, as far as right now, I know I'm going to be, oh God, this lady just started to hit me good, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what him and I were talking about is um, having me on like the outskirts you know, kind of doing like a separate chant along with what he's doing, mm. you know, and like not necessarily being a part of it, but being part of the ambience for it. Um, mm. Because that's again, something we kind of learned at high long is having those side elements that are necessarily the feature of it, but are also adding to it at the same time. Since I'm kind of an addition to that gathering anyways. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what, what we come up with. It's going to get weird. Guys. The, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Within the next year, because of, going to this show and yeah because like what there's only three of you that had been there like that had seen high long before that was you yeah man and then obviously caleb you've seen them and so like yeah the the fact that the vast majority of the leadership within the community all went and saw them together at the same we're gonna do it again next year for sure oh dude yeah bet say when and where (laughs) well yeah like dude didn't darius just see them again i think so yeah he might not have because he has that fire warning and he may have had to actually worry about his house not catching on fire versus going to the show. Oh, shit. That's right. Which I don't mind. Yeah, like, at least he got to see him once, you know. So if he had a choice between, like, hmm, should I get my gaming PC out of my house or go see Highlung before the fire catches my house? Highlung. I'm going to choose Highlung. Well, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and start closing out this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It means a lot that you listen to this podcast. And I hope you enjoyed these conversations still as we got a little bit more loosey-goosey. Next time, we have episode 100. We're still not sure what we're doing, but hopefully we'll do something. Otherwise, we'll just celebrate 100 episodes of the full podcast. Thank you, everyone. And until the hall, let's go. Let's go. Let's go.